Broadcasting from Occupy Tongwa Land in Long Beach, California. This is Wait, Why Am I Talking Podcast. This is my comrade Vic. Vic, how you been doing? I'm good, I'm good. Enjoying the holidays. Had a Friendsgiving yesterday. Cooked a couple different turkeys for different people. So it was cool. Hung out with some family. Hung out with y'all in the park. Having good times. Enjoying uh, time off. Vic is basically like, in another life, he would be a chef. He like... Oh yeah, for sure. Like... The other day we got together in a park and he made a lovely turkey soup and my fiance goes, oh, is this leftover turkey? Because, you know, like that's what people do. It's like, no, I got another turkey and I made it fresh. What do you mean leftover turkey? I would never do that. <laughs> Overnight, we cooked it for like eight hours. Oh my God. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't eat meat anymore, but ooh, I was tempted. I was tempted. <laughs> and that's Miles. Miles, how you been? I'm good. I'm doing well. Um relaxation is great i've been trying to motivate to get go ice skating again you you broke the ice jordan uh a few months ago we went ice skating and i've forgotten how much i love it and i've been trying to go ever since then but just haven't been able to make time so Mm. hopefully hopefully uh the next week or two we'll be able to go there's a lot of nice rinks around here there are it gets pretty busy around christmas time but they're, yeah, but their their public skate time is like two hours in the middle of the afternoon. It's really not set up for working people, at least as I've been looking. Yeah. Although yeah. I do have a pretty fucked up work schedule where I work evenings. So. Yeah, I was gonna say you're like, never mind. Maybe it is set up for. You're like, it's a really inconvenient time, seven p.m. on a weekday. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody can go. <laughs> I know. No one. It's hard. No one's yeah. allowed. Yeah. Yeah, ice skating rinks are not socialized yet. <laughs> so. ah, ice for all, please. Yeah, yeah, been sprinting too in terms of like uh, healthy hobbies. Better about running. It's good physical health, well being. Also, those runner highs. Oh my god, they are so wonderful. Strongly recommend people try them. Great. Not endorsing. Well, I mean, we can endorse drug use, but like, there's other drugs that are easier, I guess. But like, this is real good. No, I don't. I don't endorse. I endorse certain drugs, but not exercise. Oh, (laughs) great. I. I don't think it's. It's not good for you. Okay, so today for our show, uh, we're going to be covering the Long Beach Climate Action Plan, or as they sometimes call it, the Climate Action Adaption Plan. They can't even land on a damn name for this thing, and it pisses me off. It's like, we go from zero to 60, try to have like a cool check-in, everyone's okay. Also, we get to the end of the check-in, more I could feel my blood starting to boil over what I read over the past week. It's like a really not fun book aside. I know. I so, know. So the Long Beach Climate Action Plan is like this 250 page document. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four, 400 with appendices, I believe. Oh, so. <laughs> I'll be honest. I did not read those well, appendices. Read those. Yeah, okay. Get right on that. Uh, All right. It's a 450 page document the city passed, finalized. They've been working on it for years, but it got finalized since, since this about year. 2016, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time coming. And it finalized in August, right? 2022? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, it outlines the city's overall climate plan. And uh, we're going to go over like kind of the broad strokes today, but um, I think you're going to not be surprised that we don't feel confident in the lifeboat, let's put it that way, that they're building for us. It, but the graphics do look cool. They do look fucking sick. That was I mean, the housing element graphics look great, too. It didn't inspire a lot of confidence, either. But, but remember, they had, like, the smile. They were like, evictions are up 50%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frowny face. But we built like three affordable smiling, units. Smiley face. Smiling stick figure family. Yeah, yeah that, it was like... That has this vibe. But, I mean, you know, the the city invested a lot of time and energy making this a great PR campaign. Um, since 2016, they've been running community events. I had the pleasure of going to one of them. Which, <laughs> yeah, uh, talking about blood boiling, yeah. That's... It was at the Michelle Obama Library, Ooh. and I went with some comrades back in the day. And yeah, it, I was flabbergasted because at the time I was like, yeah, if we're going to actually talk about climate action and adaptation plan, like, oh, we're going to be talking about like doing action on a really ambitious timeline and like no holds barred. And yeah, no, 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 that's that's not what we were talking about at all. And that's really not what this cap lays out. But let's cover, let's cover some intro, how really like the cap emerged and what its purpose is, what it's going to serve. So something that was really important, I think, in terms of this introduction to the cap is uh, on page 29, 
for our listeners, if you can go download the Long Beach <laughs> Cabin. Don't, why would, why would <laughs> I, I don't think you do should. Why but would I'm just tell them to do no, that? No, no, this is just don't the picture. It's just Please the picture don't. that Please they include, don't. okay? So, so, I mean, the city has a lot of information about how severe it already is and where it's going to become <laughs> yes, more do. severe. Yes. Um, yes. A, so a very telling graphic that they include is a heat map for Long Beach. Um, and so I'm quote here for you all. So for Long Beach, Cal EnviroScan, I guess the company that did this. So in quotes, for Long Beach, Cal EnviroScan shows how Central, West, and North Long Beach experienced some of the highest pollution impacts in California. Extreme heat stemming from climate change is expected to affect the greatest number of people in Long Beach, and its impacts are more concentrated in Central, West, and North Long Beach. Oh. So. For anyone who lives in Long Beach, you know that Central West and uh, North Long Beach, those are the historically black and brown communities. Those are the communities that experience more discrimination in housing. They're closer to the industrial centers. They're along the 710 corridor. Um, they live less. Yeah. They, they, they literally have shorter lifespans. Shorter lifespans for living where they live in Long Beach. Exactly. These, these are heat islands. These are con concentrations of pollution. And I mean, I think that this is just a really great representation of the intersection of race and class. Exactly. It's, it's systemic. Like there's mm -hmm. no one making a decision to be like, yo, this is where I'm going to put the heat to, you know, to make these people suffer. It's like, no, throughout the system, they're saying you guys can't live here. You live in the shittier parts. And now we find out like the shittier part, it's not just living next to a, a refinery. It's also like, oh yeah, this is also going to be the hottest part of Long Beach too. It's going to be the most dangerous part to live. And it's just adding upon those factors that are already there. They live less. Like the lifespan is shortened. So now it's just more factors added upon there in a nice pretty map with all different colors so we could see exactly where the systemic racism is. That's awesome. This this thing's crazy too because it is. I did a few presentations with uh James Swazo of Long Beach Forward a few times about Cheese Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have Long Beach Cheese Man, which is a great show. Like, social issues. We did presentations about this type of data. Environmental. But if you take every other fucking overlay, like income, environment, uh, pollution. Same overlay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah per police brutality. It's like stuff that is like totally theoretically unrelated. Like, every mm -hmm. single right. one completely yeah. follows this map of the pollution. And... It's funny because you might say, oh, well, maybe it's just the west and central part of Long Beach, just like heat islands, just how it is. The Virginia Country Club cuts that neighborhood. Completely. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, like an island of green. Yeah. Yeah. Bisque B. Knowles. Right. Like environmentally, income, crime, everything. It's like, boom. That's weird. Somehow it just like popped right into this whole red area. Yeah. It's not like the geography is dictating it. It's almost like the people who organize mm. the systems. Hmm. It's like a gerrymandering map. Oh, oh my God. It looks like it a gerrymandering is. map. It is. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and I mean, to like in this extreme heat map, what, what does that mean? Pretty much, it means like the poorly insulated, older housing, there's going to be older folks, kids dying in those houses. They already do die, right, from heat mm -hmm. at higher rates. Um, the unhoused in those areas are going to die at higher rates. And heat increases, I mean... Increases fire. Shit, California's a dry ass place. Fire hazard. And just humans get more violent when it's hotter. So, yeah, it's just all these overlapping things that, you know, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And so, like, they have the information. Like, obviously, oh, yeah, Long do. Beach has this information. Yes. And they've looked at it. Staff members have looked at it. It's all been parsed over and put into here. And so when we say it's like, well, this says an obvious picture and it paints a narrative of what Long Beach is doing. It's not us trying to be like, hey, Long Beach is mean. Long Beach doesn't like black people. It's like, nah, this is not a Kanye analysis. This is basically looking over, like you said, it's a jury, a gerrymandered map. Mina, it was done this way by people in power. Yeah. Straight up. We, we get to see very clearly where exactly. the social costs of capitalism exactly. are huh? being put, placed. What communities are going to shoulder them? It's just very, it's obvious. It's yeah. obvious. Plain as day. So, I mean, of course, uh, anything under the neoliberal era uh, can't survive without a nod to 
the indigenous stewards of the lands who have who have been kicked off. So if you if you have it, just to mention, you can check out page thirty. They mention them there, um, and and then it never comes up again. Yeah, it never comes up again. It's like uh, it doesn't actually fucking matter to their worldview. I, I mean, you know, they talk about how they want to include the community and have community input throughout the adaptation, but it but you know they don't say the elephant went in the room, which is that business industry. They're going to be, they make the decisions here, right? Like we've had some input, but they're going to ultimately make the decisions and decide how robust the mitigation and adaptation of climate change is. But we'll, we'll get into It's almost like there's a cap on the cap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or, so what I did. The cap. Yeah, I was going to go, the, the cap is cap, yeah. but that's good too. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's too accurate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, but why did they produce this? Oh, okay, Long Beach, it's a very forward-thinking, progressive city. You know, they wanted to get ahead of this. No, <laughs> nope, not not really. Uh, as far as I can tell uh, from reading this, really this is in response to statewide as well, basically statewide targets. So the city is pretty much reacting to a need that it had uh, from two laws passed in California. Assembly Bill 32 and Senate Bill 375. More so Assembly Bill uh, 32. So what Assembly Bill 32 does is that, and in quotes, generally statewide targets aim to reduce emissions to 1990 levels by 2020, to 40% below 1990 levels by 2030, and to 80% below 1990 levels by 2050. So AB 32 established the initial framework for this and then it was made more robust by adding these additional targets up through 20 uh 2050 but its main strategy uh for AB32 is a cap and trade program in California. So that's pretty much uh what AB32 is. Uh and so what that means is pretty much they they make set a budget and then industries can purchase between themselves. Is it's, this, a, it's a market-based solution to a problem that is fundamentally like caused by the market. So is this something, regardless of that, is it a California state problem that could be handled or mitigated? What by do you mean? Climate change. <laughs> like mitigation, yeah, but like, is it really gonna, is it a drop in a bucket? I think it's a large enough economy that it would okay. be you right. know, worthwhile. That's a fascinating question you ask, and we'll get more into the details and the um, the inventory forecasts. Like they they do a detailed inventory of our emissions. Here's the thing, Vic. In terms of productive emissions, and by that yep. I mean yep. emissions in that are produced in California or Long Beach. Uh-huh. Kind of no, it's like not. It's a lot, but it's you're right. It's kind of a drop in the bucket. But you have to realize the amount of emissions generated in the um, they used to call it the third world but what we would call the global imperial periphery now uh-huh. the countries on the periphery of the imperial system the emissions happen there basically uh, do you see what i'm saying like uh, the emissions that happen in the amazon when they burn all the trees for our cows uh you know the emissions that happen in the philippines when they dump their we dump our recycling in their landfills stuff like so they actually cover that in that section. We're going to talk gotcha, about that. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so if we said things like oh, you well we can't import beef from brazil anymore like that would be, you see what I'm saying? So it, it, it's yeah, more than you think. It's not like cutting the emissions in I, California, but it's certain things that if we stop like importing beef from Brazil would have a... So SB 375 was an additional um, p- legislate, piece of legislation that was passed as well that was basically getting uh, regions in California to address their land, lo- land use and trans- transportation requirements to help meet AB uh, 32 targets. Thing is, it was passed without any funding scheme and go. it just relies on regions to develop a plan not to implement it. <laughs> These plans are all over the place, by the way. These plans are all over the place. California, Sacramento. Yeah. It's a thing to like make these plans. It's like part of the thing now. Yeah. Yeah. So SB 375, something passed without teeth. AB 32, like I would say, I mean, it creates a crap in trade in a market for fossil fuels, uh, for CO2 pollution. Cool, man. That's their, that's the solution so far as it seems. Um, so we'll get another fake company like Tesla out of this. 
I hope so. That would be great. Because I read recently, like the entire profit margin from Tesla comes from the fact that they sell um, basically climate indulgences, like cap emissions to like Dodge and stuff to make pickup trucks. They're saving the world. (laughs) So if you if you drive a Tesla, you actually literally don't reduce emissions. Somebody in a pickup truck is allowed to do more emissions for you. Captain trade, baby. Captain trade. trade. Um. So there's another motivation behind the cap, which is from Mayor Robert Garcia. He signed on to a, basically an agreement with many different mayors across the U.S. to adhere to the Paris Climate Agreement. All right. Imagine this room of these 400 mayors. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just like, just imagine the room and like, <laughs> and these people are the ones that are going to like offer anything of like, this is what we should do. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 So, um, in addition, in 2017, Mayor Garcia joined 406 mayors across the United States in pledging to continue the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement to make sustainable changes to limit global temperature rise to well below 2 degrees Celsius. Oh, so he banned fossil fuels in Long Beach? That would have made a lot of sense. That's what he just said. That would have made a lot of sense. (laughs) I don't remember that. Guys, guess how many times Robert Garcia has himself mentioned this report? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, did you search it? Oh, yeah. At a certain oh, point, God. I was like, That's wait, wonderful. I got to do a research here. It's like over half a dozen times. It's like, dude, what? Why? Mayor Robert Garcia did blah, blah, blah. It's like, who fucking cares? Anyway. Mayor, uh, yeah. He, Assembly, Assembly member Garcia is our champion, okay? You mean congressman? Oh, you can't even remember where he went. <laughs> It's just not important. Who gives a shit? I'm just glad he's not here anymore. So a side project is us fucking documenting Robert Garcia's rise to power. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I quit. Right. So, and I mean, basically, they develop this because they're forced to develop it. And then they're like, well, if we're forced to develop it, we might as well get some good PR out of it and further our careers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... Unfortunately, too predictable. Um, they have beautiful a beautiful vision. They have a beautiful goal, but in reality, like this is just a plan. And um, the city departments that are responsible for implementing it are like the, some of the least funded. Like the parks department, for example. Um, yeah, it's just the portions of the city being made responsible to implement it. The amount of funding that they're going to get, it's just it's laughable. It, they're relying on market mechanisms cap and trade in order to do it which is fucking terrifying because we know what happens when you give markets the responsibility for ensuring social well-being we get heat islands in north central and west long beach that's what we get that's what has happened like that's historically what has happened and now here's the plan to fix it the same thing the same thing the same thing (sighs) because you can pollute as much as you want in the West, you just buy carbon offsets from like an electric car manual or like whatever bullshit. Wait, this, doesn't carbon offsets like extend your life if you eat them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work that way. The great part is in this scenario, if, even if that were true, the, they wouldn't make it to West Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. If that was the case, they still would not be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a gerrymandered map. Like straight up. Okay, so the next part of this is uh, Miles has kind of given us a, a summary of like what the what this thing is and what its goals are. Um, to dig in a little bit, uh, in chapter five, kind of outlines the what they call the greenhouse gas inventory forecasts and targets. And basically, what that means is they're actually laying out a quantitative framework of like, okay, like what are we trying to do? What is it going to take to get there in terms of emissions? Like, how much do we emit now? How much do we emit in the nineties? Like all that stuff. So it's funny you mentioned AB 32 miles because I, I double checked and like California did actually just scrape. The goal of that was to hit 1990 levels of emissions by 2020, right? Yep. We did actually scrape by and manage to do that. Yes, we did. As a state, which power neoliberalism, baby. Um, things get a little weird later considering the fact that like the pandemic reduced emissions uh, a shitload uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 later that year. And then 
things like have gotten pretty out of control now. <laughs> uh, but this inventory uh, kind of measures where we're at between the 2015 to 2000 data is solidly from 2015. Um, disclaimer that they are really happy to make in this is that they only will talk about stuff that the city of Long Beach can directly influence. So for example, they leave out the port and the airport <laughs> because they say the port is controlled by the state, which is partially true. And they say the airport is controlled by the feds. How many planes land there? So it's not part of the data set. No, no. They just leave it out. Here's the thing, though, Vic. Even in the neoliberal world, who counts it then? It doesn't get counted. So therefore... By this logic, does the state emissions count the airport? Because it's controlled by the feds? Like, oh my god, no, like, probably not. Like, they're technically not wrong. Like, they do even under a more like firebrand progressive framework. It's not give that much okay. control over these things. But still, they're not wrong. But if the it's the emissions are happening here in Long Beach, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, they are. And you're doing a plan to address these things. So how could you not count it? Well, if you're a kid in West Long Beach that has like asthma now, you're like. Well, the port's state controlled, yeah. so, you know, what so, do you know? Yeah, that asthma's not really Long Beach asthma. That's crazy. Well, this is kind of, sh- give, they give away the game because they talk about how the port has an adaption plan of their own. And they're like, well, they got their own plan. They got it covered over there, which shows that these plans are just, like you said, PR. It's like, yeah, you just say you got the, we got the plan. They got the plan, washing our hands of it. Check box, done, done, and done. Um, So that for starter shaves off at least 10% of our total emissions just by doing that. So. There's two broad categories we're going to talk about here. So we talked about this a little bit before. We have two categories. We have the productive, or what they call uh, the greenhouse gases we produce in Long Beach. And we have the greenhouse gases we consume or are emitted by our consumption in Long Beach. Okay, okay. So this is a bit confusing, but the productive greenhouse gas emissions are stuff that happens here. So for example transportation like people in cars and trucks and stuff uh, energy to use to cool and heat buildings run lights uh like the waste we process in long beach that type of thing does that make sense yeah or like yep. the waste we produce here our our tiny manufacturing that we have here we have like almost none it accounts for like five uh, percent of this total emissions which is kind of depressing in itself that we emit oh, yeah. so much and we don't actually make anything here yeah, supply chain crises where we ain't got anything. We don't make anything. Nothing. Um, and then consumption is stuff that we use that the emissions happen somewhere else. So a big part of it is actually production of cars doesn't happen here. But we import a bunch of cars into Long Beach because we need them to live. And all our food, like all the emissions to like truck that and like make that happen somewhere else. And also all of our oil and stuff. Like it takes a bunch of energy uh, the oil that doesn't come from Long Beach, of course. It takes a bunch of energy to pull it out of the ground, refine it, and then ship it here from like. So you were talking earlier, Miles. You said, I think fairly, you know, we can't talk about consumption, especially on an individual level, as controls. But it's actually two to one. The greenhouse gases from our consumption double the greenhouse gases from the productive activities in Long Beach. So if Long Beach declared today that we could emit no more emissions in the city, it's impossible. Well, let's oh, let's yeah. say we did. The that would only cut our emissions by like thirty percent, exactly, compared to the consumptive yeah. amount. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no I didn't no, no. know that, this. That that makes sense. The emissions that happen in Long Beach, the productive, the the emissions we produce is twenty eight uh, million megatons per year of CO two. The consumptive emissions are 7 million megatons a year of CO2. So mm. we're going to come back to that a, a little bit later. But the point is... Um, we're fucked. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's a really great way to put it. I, yeah, I feel like they looked at that. They're like, threw their hands up in the air. And they're like, oh, all this stuff is from coming outside. It's like... But no, I'm sorry. The point I wanted to make was... Okay, go ahead. You say that, and that is true. But you have mm. to realize... Most climate analysis and the state mandates and most climate plans only consider the productive, the local emissions and push the consumptive emissions off onto the localities that produce the emissions. Like, for example, if we get a bunch of shit from the city of industry or China, for example, or wherever, we just say, well, that's China's emissions. Exactly. It's not accounted. (laughs) So what you're saying, so this is a a funny situation where the, the people at the city of Long Beach, you put this together actually did 
the right thing in the fact that they even fucking included, included the consumptive emissions. Because we rightly are criticizing the consumptive emissions and like, well, it, it isn't a framework for actual change. But you have to realize most reports just don't even... It's not even right. They don't even. <coughs> they mag- the, the oil magically appears <laughs> in our in our gas tanks. The, Very nice. the food magically appears on our <laughs> store shelves. Like those emissions are somebody else's problem. Right? Isn't that what this is? This is the most base progressive communist climate action plan in the country, guys. I think is what I'm trying to say here. This is the best one. Jeez. Oh my so god. So your points no. about like, well, you know, consumption, I think we're pushing off the individual. Like the only reason that conversation's even happening is because they, they included, included it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which I mean most I think, places don't. I think consumption in this wild. is even like a mis- misnomer, practically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but the exactly. fact that it's even in there is yeah, like yeah, I see your light point, years though. ahead of most of the localities. All right. like, that's what scares the shit out of me. City of Long Beach, you get some credit. Anyway, so we consume a lot more than we produce. No big surprise. We're the core of empire. Just to give you an overview of what most of our emissions are, it's from the disposal of trash, uh, recycling, which isn't real in my opinion. Definitely not real. It's no. not. And a lot of our emissions come from the incinerator. Surf. Because we deal with a lot of our trash locally by incinerating it. And yep. some of it goes to landfills. So that's where a lot of our emissions come from. Uh, you know, the biggest one being cars, of course. But after that, like burning our trash is literally killing us. Just to give you an idea, they, weirdly, they talk about ways to reduce this in the, the targets. Um, but they've described destroying capitalism, which kind of confused me. I don't even know Wait, why I was what? in this part. What? Well, they say like, they're like, okay, so this is where a lot of our emissions come from. It's like a lot that the, the trash incinerator is mm-hmm. a lot of it, that type of thing. Um, but their solution is based on the results of this emissions comparison. The greatest opportunities to reduce consumption emissions are to pursue low emission diets Example, reduced meat and dairy. Nice. Um, minimize okay. purchase of goods and services and increase the use of pre-owned <laughs> goods or the purchase of products that minimize packaging and are produced locally. <laughs> so what did we just great. describe, folks? Yeah. yeah. Did we describe a capitalist society? <laughs> You're telling me a place where we use pre-owned goods and don't buy stuff for the most part, buy as little as possible. Yeah. Wow. That literally runs antithetical to the core foundation of the modern American, the modern Western. It's an anarchist principle. Like, like, Fix it. Don't buy it. I wonder if the Chamber of Commerce read that before they rubber stamped it. I don't think they did. It's also like a lot. I don't know if it's just someone in there who snuck some language in. Or is it just that like, well, this is what two plus two equals four. And they're not stupid. And they're just like, well, yeah, if we did this, that would be better. And that, you're exactly right, Vic. It is two plus two equals four, but that shows how the whole document, it's all non-binding, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Put, so you're you the guy putting together the climate analysis and you throw in there like, okay, this is our goal. To really get there, we'd have to do X, Y, Z. The labs are going to be like, that's great. Yeah, we should, we should reduce buying stuff because they know it won't happen. <laughs> that's the thing. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not, it's not binding. This won't happen. There's no like, Funding behind implementing this stuff. But even though cars... It's got to be so frustrating for them, too, because it's like they're the experts. They know so much about this. And, I mean, same thing for, like, most climate scientists. They're sitting there probably pulling their fucking (laughs) hair out because they're seeing all these terrible signs and they're like, hey, these are the things we can do. And then they send it to some (laughs) bureaucrat politician somewhere and they're like, well... That's great, hey, but my how donor do says in the market. <laughs> yeah, how, how can we figure out market solutions to these problems? But the people giving me money says different. <laughs> also, they never mentioned public transportation in this, even though oh. oh, in this part, even though they talk about how cars are the most emissive, nobody's ever like, hey, what about all the fucking highway? Like, what if we had a train? No, anyway, no, we just we just need more e cars. You know, all that cobalt, cobalt and lithium from the global south. Oh, we're going to get to that. That's what we want. So I'm going to breeze over this because the report does as well. Uh, Long Beach produces 13 million barrels of crude oil per year. Producing oil takes uh, 8 million megatons per year of CO2. You might remember that our productive capacity was about 2.8 million. (laughs) Our consumptive was 7. And producing oil is 8. (laughs) Doesn't that... Because uh, it's shipped out of the market, isn't that it? This is not very. It doesn't they, add up. It doesn't oh. add up. So my last section here is so okay. That's where we're at. We have a, a fair, a pretty large amount of 
production in the city. We have a lot of consumptive emissions. We have an insane amount of oil emissions that we don't count. Insane amount. The goals that we're trying to hit is this, this document lays out that by 2030, we have to reduce our emissions from, and keep in mind, we're only talking about productive. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I hate to say this again, but oh, we're not considering consumptive. God damn it. I hate to say it, guys. I didn't write this report. Oh. So we're only, I shouldn't even explain it because then it's, see this thing. It's in the report, but it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. it's not measured it's not accounted for it says but it exists it tells us that it exists it tells us that it exists but it has no framework for like in 30 years of its higher like what oh anyway long story short this is only productive so productive we're at about 2.7 million we have to go down to 2 million uh this is tons of co2 per year by 2030 okay which are relatively on track to do they also have an aspirational goal of hitting uh, net zero by 2045. I'm not hearing a lot of clapping going on in the room right now. Oh, this is. Yeah, I don't know. I Basically, they say if we do nothing, existing federal and state policy is probably going to taper our emissions down by 40% by 2050. And honestly, hitting the 2030 goal we're on track for because it only requires taking away 100, about 190,000 tons of CO2 per year, megatons of CO2 per year, which. You know, we're emitting 2.7 now. That's actually not that hard to do. So it's kind of like a pathetic goal, to be honest with you, for, by 2030. But it is manageable. What will it do? I, here's the thing, though. What I wanted to talk a little bit about here is net 30. and what, or, or Sorry, net zero and why that term is fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Oh, yeah. So they're saying that we're going to reduce by 100, roughly 200,000 megatons per year by 2030. Then... By 2045, we're going to somehow shave off the remaining 1.5 million megatons of emissions in, uh, what is that, 15 years? How? I don't know. if it, This really feels like we're going we're gonna to stay up all night before the final. We're going to cram <laughs> like fuck. And we're going to make up for like missing the half The past election. 30 years? 40 years? Like 2030 is what? Like, uh, there's, uh, I guess by the writing of that, like 10 years. And then... We're going to like triple the reductions, quadruple. That's a great point you said before, Miles. Like this political will should have happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Like this cap is like, it's just a word. Yeah. The most political will they mustered was the will to start writing a plan. Okay, exactly. That's it. Net zero is a tricky bullshit capitalist accounting practice. Yes. Because yes. we just, we talked about the cap and, you know, Miles, you laid out how California's cap and trade program. That's how they're going to fucking do it. Because to go on engineering mode for a second, there is no way to have net zero emissions in human civilization, okay? It doesn't exist. It hasn't existed for like 2,000 years and won't exist again. Do you know what everything is made out of, guys? Plastic, metal. Plastic. Plastic. Okay. Do you know what you make plastic out of? Petroleum. Oil. So if we stop drilling oil tomorrow. There's no more plastics. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you know, in the Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan makes all the lithium for the world. He like synthesizes a bunch of lithium so we can all use electric cars, right? If we had unlimited, if we tomorrow invented the fusion reactor and had free unlimited energy that could power our cars, homes, and everything else, so we could not stop pumping oil. How our do you, fucking roads are made from oil? Asphalt, asphalt exactly. is an oil byproduct. Literally, how you cannot build the futuristic things? You can't build anything without oil. No. How you can't build a car, you can't build a cell phone, you can't build I mean to fuel it just to build it. Exactly. Like we yeah. used to if we stopped pumping oil, we would have to use the same technology we used in 1890 to produce everything. So my point here to get out of the weeds for a second is net zero is impossible. It's you a lie. Not, it's a lie. Now, the way they're doing it is saying, okay, we obviously are gonna produce some emissions even in our ideal world for our stupid electric cars. We're gonna buy carbon offsets. To fix the yeah. problem. So what does that really mean? Does that mean planting forests in the Amazon? No, it means building fucking electric cars like Tesla does. Mm -hmm. And then saying, well, we technically save emissions over if fossil fuels. And the kid on the north side still has asthma. Because we can't shut down the incinerator because it would be a real pain in the ass to like figure out an alternative solution to that. Which is true. Yeah, exactly. Which is definitely true. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I would say that this problem is more approachable if you don't have fucking markets trying to handle it. Like, we're, like we need 
in terms of just what we're facing, like there needs to be real efforts to not just not do net zero. We need to go negative. And the yeah. thing is, is like in order to do that, hey, 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 the fucking invisible hand, non-centrally planned economy is not going to be able to do that. It's like you not. need to target the productive centers yeah. of what's going on. You need to we need to completely change our way of life. And, you know, this is people joke about like, oh, socialists want to crash the economy. Yeah, I mean, we don't we want to just completely destroy and then change the economy. Yes, because that's economy, pretty much it. Quote unquote. OK, so it works on paper. And then, wow, we're at net zero. Uh huh. That's because some numbers were moved around and these items that were created, fucking carbon offsets were sold this non-material thing were sold so someone else could do something, but the material factor still is there. The gas is getting in the air and those kids are getting sick. That well, doesn't change. And this is like, this is like the hyper-contradiction of capitalism, exactly. right? The capitalism is literally this, consuming our planet and mm -hmm. will not necessarily destroy the planet. Planet will continue to exist, but it is creating conditions in which humans cannot live. And so... Yeah, I guess that's that's, you know, the question is like, oh, could capitalism overcome this contradiction that it has produced? It does not seem to be doing so. The part I got into this was like the mitigation actions. Like they have a whole bunch of lists of things that they're going to do to mitigate, you know, climate change. Which mitigate. was really important. Yes. Very important. <laughs> I'd say probably the most important <laughs> the part most of this whole document. Part. Yes. So as I'm like going into this, it's, we already know. Like I think it's a waste of my time, waste of y'all time, waste of the audience time. Like, if they're talking about anything that the individual has to do, I'm not even going to, why am I even going to talk about it? Oh, why? that's why this is so much shorter than <laughs> the document. Like, I just started doing it, and then I'm like, well, why am I going to report? They said, well, you should recycle more. Why am I even going to say that? Why? After everything we just spoke about, oh. and I just thought about it uh, when I was doing I was like, well, we're going to talk about this, talk about this, talk about this. And then I'm going to say, well, they said we should recycle more. And do like. There's a recent report that like, come has on, man. exposed that pretty much 95% of everything we recycle is not recycled in the United yeah. States. Yeah, it ends up in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm just going to pepper you with some stuff, all right? It is. Ensure new buildings are low carbon or carbon neutral, okay? Like, That's ensure. Okay. Is that a term that we use in the government or is it mandate? Is it ensure or mandate? Ensure to me is like, is it going to happen? Who's going to happen? Okay, and then... Update building codes to incentivize electric. To incentivize. <laughs> That's what I mean. To incentivize. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My confidence is overflowing here. That's what I'm saying. That's extra confusing. <laughs> building codes don't incentivize. They require. That's what I'm saying. You can't violate a building code. Generally. Right? Exactly. It's just either you do or you don't. Either the studs are 16 inches apart or they're not. New you don't incentivize putting studs 16 inches apart. Maybe they mean if you put solar panels, they do these places, you can like do other bullshit, like not have, build it denser or some crap like that. Oh, oh. God. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here's another mitigation action. Reduce emissions from local oil and gas oh. extraction. Right? Okay, cool. So what they're going to implement a short term measure to reduce emissions related to oil and gas extraction. What what is that measure? What are they gonna? <laughs> they they, they're going to implement short term measures. We're gonna do something, everybody. But, we but doesn't matter what they are if they're short term. Oh, we're dealing God. with the most long term problem here. So yeah, how are you going to? Why do I need to go into the details of what your short term mitigation standards are? It's like it's like we're gonna implement something on the short term, but once it shocks the market and they're like, "Hey, you gotta roll back these these things." Oh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that immediately. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. To be clear, yeah. in that sub point, when you go to the details, it talks about making a plan to do that. <laughs> so it's a plan within a plan what within page? a plan. I am telling I, I you, I'm me, telling y'all. Yeah, trust it's, me. It's, it's, I went to check <laughs> and it literally is like, yeah, so make a report. Literally, that's what it's outlined. 
Okay. A lot of this is making a report. And this led me down a rabbit hole of like, oh shit, this is happening all over California. Mm. These reports and these master plans are just another step of like neoliberalism to be like, yo, we checked the box. Right. And like we did the thing. And so anytime Sunrise goes up there to protest, they're like, whoa, 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 Sunrise. LB cap. All right. We did it. We walked away and that was the analysis. Okay. So again, transportation. I'm not going to talk about you telling me to drive less. <laughs> That's not a plan. And I refuse to. I, I can't do that. I literally cannot drive Cause, less. Because you have to fucking work. I have to drive. I have to work. I have to pay my bills. I have to pay my rent. So, and again, prioritize development of transit-oriented neighborhoods. Okay. Like, wait, yo, make a fucking public housing by the train. You don't have to prioritize. Just build it. You build Fund the trains. <laughs> you Fund build it. public housing. You build it, and it's there. Why do we need invisible hand of the market to make this happen when we know the market is what is causing this fucking problem? And you're telling me you're going to go to those same people to be like, yo, we need help fixing this. Y'all need to build shit here. Are you fucking kidding? Their next question is going to be, how much money will I get from this? <laughs> yeah. Well, fairly. And the capitalist system, like, you, you yes, make money. Yeah. No, yeah. 100%. Oh. <laughs> like, the system won't stop. We're not telling you to stop doing capitalism. No. Build public housing by the train. Please. That's it. We'll give you a tax credit. For to do ten percent units, yeah, have more density. They give you all kinds of benefits. Exactly, as opposed to just public housing is here. You don't have to worry about the fucking funded. the third hand, the mm -hmm. other people, the making sure some units are for this. Some you no, it's public housing right next to the train. Done. Is isn't that simple enough? Why do we need the market involved? And yet, this whole thing is relying on like individuals need to change what they're doing. And we have the third hand of the market, the invisible hand of the market, who's coming in here, who's going to incentivize. Every time I hear incentivize, it's like, that's bullshit. You, it's another nail in the coffin exactly. every single time. Incentivize, incentivize, prioritize. By the way, all those coffins shifting. are going to be coming above ground when the water rises. <laughs> <laughs> like shifting, decrease of reliance. Like, what do you mean decrease of reliance? What? Oh, so yeah. Say it again. Decrease of reliance on personal motor vehicles. Yeah, how? Sorry, can, how? <laughs> this is something I want to see about a little bit. Which which number is that? It's T1. T1. It's the uh, first objective for transportation. Decrease reliance on personal motor vehicles and increase transit, biking, and walking trips. Okay. Sorry. I yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were saying there was a spelling in there in there too. This whole thing is like riddled with mistakes. Oh yeah, there's a mistake in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> it's hard yep. to read. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that was the one I was talking about earlier. Okay, this report they didn't even bother to fucking actually like proofread, edit it. Riddled with mistakes. Mm -hmm. Riddled. With mistakes. Oh, I'm seeing yes. now they actually cut off some of the lettering too. Okay, let's continue on. Yes, six hundred thousand dollars. So like, yeah. it's doing these things like increase bike lanes it's like yo again you need to change what you're doing to fix this like you the consumer you the citizen need to change to fix this as opposed to like yo i'm just a fucking citizen i didn't build all this shit around me i didn't get i didn't agree to all this shit it's here and we see that this shit is killing us so why are you telling me to change and that's to me it's so fucking offensive that like anytime Anything about climate is brought up and they're like, well, you need to change when all these fucking mm -hmm. corporations are just using as much energy as they want to and then sell this fucking fake asset, like carbon offset, and they sell that and then that fixes, this, that balances the scale somehow, that takes the fucking, the particulates out the air in, on the oh, north side. It doesn't. <laughs> it but, doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's, that's I mean, someone thing. makes money off of it. It, it. This transportation problem where they're saying, oh, you got to go bike or reduce the amount that you drive. Well, actually, why don't why don't you just mandate that if a job could be accomplished, like if it's an office job, why don't you just mandate that an employer does cannot require people come into the office, that they that they must accommodate remote work or better yet that 
They can only have remote work. If you don't need to be there physically, you do not have to commute anymore. Good job. Hey, look, that just reduced the amount of fucking confusion by God knows how much. Or and, and this is and this is the thing. Like, they could do that. They could do that. They could say every employer in Long Beach, if you don't need your employees to be there to function, it is rem- it is a remote job. They do not have to drive. And homie, like before COVID, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know, man. That seems a little, that's too much. I don't know if we could, you know, society could keep running that way. It clearly can. Clearly fucking can. The, the best part, Miles, is what you're talking about is not really central planning, but like. I don't know. I know it, we could say it. It's like, like state planning. You're mandating is, something for yeah. business to it, follow. It's like a state planning system requiring heavy, like, Restriction and regulation, I guess, on like jobs in Long Beach, which is like doable but difficult, right? But the thing is, an even easier version they could have done was to create actual taxes or incentives and say, like, if you have physical employees that could be working remote, you have to pay fifty thousand dollars per year for whatever you do something to make it. That's yeah, like, but fucking incentive, like fucking. Yeah. But that's my like, point, Miles. That shit, even their yeah. incentive system will not right. do will something not that would actually. Right, right, right. You see my point? Like, yeah, I do see your we point. We could disagree that, that would align with liberalism. Then be like, oh, let's just create incentives to have yeah. remote work. Because yeah. what but, you propose what is a little saying, radical. Yeah. I will say, what well, I agree. A with little it, radical, like, yeah, it's fucking radical. But it would stop the emissions. Yeah, you're telling me like you couldn't put a fucking neoliberal. Of course, like. Tax incentive to like have jobs. Of course, you can. You can. Of course, or of course. And it's way. It's it's. I don't know. Way more practical. It's easy. It's easy to implement. It's just a policy. It's just using the financial institutions. Yeah, Yeah, as like a neoliberal policy. It's more practical than this bullshit. Exactly. So that's where I was at with this thing. It's like, nah, we're not talking about how individuals are going to need to change and need to do that because that outright is bullshit. It's not up to citizens to change mm-hmm. their behavior to fucking address climate change. Point blank, period. It just isn't. Come and on. Everyone doing little small actions. <laughs> very large. Come on. Nah. So. Before we end. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to cover it in depth because they don't either. But so that's the mitigation actions for reduce emissions. They also have an adaption section we didn't really get into because like, a lot of bullshit, honestly, but they propose ways to stop sea level rise. And yeah. this their solution to sea level rise is, you know, build walls, whatever, whatever. What I wanted to zoom in on is the Belmont Shore Naples area. Um, they have no cost estimate I can find in here, but they have proposed basically for the entire area that touches the water around it. They want to expand each nourishment, which is good. That's something I it's like bringing in sand and you plants, whatever. The stuff that worries me is they want to construct uh, more berms. They want to elevate all the curbs in the whole area somehow. I don't really know how that works. Elevate streets and pathways, which also seems impossible unless you jacked up every building. Retrofit and extend walls uh, and extend sheet pile walls. They want to and build new seawalls for the whole area. I wonder what percent of Long Beach lives there. Like, what? what's the cap? Like, like, how does that have to do with a plan for <laughs> climate change? Well, it's adapting to climate change. That's ah, part of it, right? So it's like, like, which on some level adapting. makes sense, right? Like, it's like climate change is happening. Like, we, can't, we again, this plan. is a pretty based report, right. no doubt. But, but <laughs> the proposal is that we're gonna. Here's the real solution. We're just gonna raise uh, the city, <laughs> uh, condemn Naples, and condemn Belmont. Yes. Literally, though, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like it's gonna be underwater. Like this is not. This isn't even really like a. Even if. I hate to say it, even if the place wasn't full of rich assholes, even if it was full of working class people, I'd say, hey, um, um, we you should, should probably move them. Like, yeah, this is not. They can't live okay. here anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, we just can't do it. But the proposal is, there's no cost estimate here. This is probably like a $5 billion infrastructure, billions. It's got to be in the billions. Where are they going to live? How is this going to happen? Where are you, how do you raise a whole fucking neighborhood up? It's just, I question how is Naples and Belmont Shore going to help us adapt to the challenges of climate? <laughs> what industry is there? What important production yes. is there? Like, this is literally, this is just too much of a cost in terms of no benefit, literally zero benefit. It, and, and yeah, and actually it might just fail. And, and this is the yes, thing that's is the like, other thing we haven't discussed. Yeah, that's the other work. thing we haven't discussed is it might just fail because <laughs> the amount of sea level rise may be underestimated. Like, 
who knows what will happen. There may be a crazy storm surge that destroys that whole thing. Like, and this is the thing. Uh, basically, the government has accepted like, hey, we didn't really like do mitigation how we uh, should have. Yeah. We haven't like yes. developed infrastructure how nope. we should have. And now we're like sort of fucked. So we're just going to really focus on adaptation. And I would not be surprised if they give up on the majority of their mitigation uh, like outlines here and just really focus on adaptation because, yeah, let's be real. We're all going to have to adapt. When Second Street is under 10 feet of water, with this. Yes. which will they give a shit about? Yeah. Reducing carbon emissions through cap and trade and set or whatever their yeah. is, or building the seawall. Right. And, and, and we looked at the heat map and we've looked at the income map and the you know the gerrymander map and it's like they're talking about let's focus a shit ton of wealth and resources on this area where these are rich people these are the wealthiest people in Long Beach these are the people who have boats summer homes fucking boats. yeah like these are not like literally uh, the city <laughs> should look at these people and say, say fuck them sorry exactly you have enough wealth. Go live somebody yeah, somewhere else. Literally. Because yeah, why should this public funds be spent defending help. literally encircling the place your is called investment. Naples? <laughs> I Naples. Okay, every oh house has a boat dock. Uh, yeah, literally, yeah. that's why they built the fucking island. Uh huh. And and now tax dollars are going to save these fuckers. Like, come on, y'all. And this is why, this is literally how Susie Price is in office because she has diverted, already diverted a bunch mm -hmm. of money to do this stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff before. So this is the stuff, you're right. We talk about all these mitigation plans aren't funded. Some of the adaption stuff is funded because you have people with material interests pushing into building seawalls, for example. And I mean, yeah, I'm okay with adapting if, say, there was something very important here to preserve, but... That is not the case. It is. It's just. I mean, the center of like bourgeoisie, bourgeois, like capitalist culture. That's in not Long important Beach. to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, the beauty, silly, the beautiful silly, culture silly of me. the Second Street. They talk about the Second Street business. Oh, like we couldn't. Okay. Even in a. All right. I did where we couldn't move it. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, All right. Gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. like figure out a different playground. It's like. Okay? I'm just going to wrap it up by saying me personally, it's like, we, we sort of knew where this was going, but it's important to like, look at what they put out, what the city puts out when they put out official documents like that and question it and challenge it and yeah. see what they're really talking about. Cause it's one thing just to like, say they suck, but yo, I'm telling you they suck because of what they're saying. And this is like bullshit straight up. Right. Like what does Naples have to do? Right. With fucking less asthma for kids. Yeah. I mean, the foundation of our economy is based on oil right now. If the if we are supposed to think that the state is supposed to serve the economy, then uh, everything they're doing makes the most logic. The most logic. And everything we're talking about is illogical exactly. and, and actually damaging mm -hmm. to the system. Um, Quote, unquote, radical. Yeah. I mean, but if you look at the conflict with nature and like what yeah. we're staring down the barrel at. Can you arrive at a different conclusion? If you're just an average worker who doesn't have power, who's not going to receive the aid of the state, I would say no, but they'll give you a green bin and you could come. Oh, well, well, if you don't, gonna they're going to bust your head, a ticket along with it. Right. Well, so that's the thing. It's not all just like, Oh, boo hoo. Right. It's, it's to look at the, I mean, it really opened my eyes to look at the actual part of like production versus consumption versus oil. Exactly. The fact that they only count production and then consumption dwarfs it and then oil dwarf is bigger than that even. It just goes to show like it, it's important to understand these things at least on the surface or a little bit at least to like at least even reframe your like yeah, state right? of mind about what yeah. fucking matters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we can sit here and say like recycling is bullshit but really it you have to understand the basics of like why it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Why? And like, like the fact that oil dwarfs everything else in the city. Most people don't even know. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
That's that's her main fucking illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the value of like why we do this. God. So like just bring these things up and these contradictions up. And he's like, yeah. And also to reclaim words. Like they're talking about recycling, but it's not, it's not recycling. recycling. It's, it's not. not recycling. Like we should care about recycling. It literally we isn't. do want to do recycling. It literally. But isn't. it is not recycling. So now that after this, I need endorsement. The torch just passed from Robert Garcia to uh, Rex Richardson, baby. The Cowardly Lion. Is there going to be like a Rex Richardson? Is he going to like put a sticker off of him on there? Or is it going to be like, like he's, his mouth is going to be the bin, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Every time you open it, it's his face, like, <laughs> I'm just smiling. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. This seems very, very, very uh, pessimistic in terms of potential outcomes. Uh, but what do we think? What do we think we can do? What are calls to action here? Meet your neighbors. Start, start, start adapting because that's just, we've, it's very clear. That's, actually, that's the path forward is that adaptation. That's how you're going to adapt to climate change. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if it's even possible, but. Try, I guess. But no, seriously. No, yeah. but seriously, you're right, though. Like, that is that's the way. Meet your neighbors and be cool with the people you're gonna around do, you. Yeah. That's Create how you local do. economies. You're going to deal with first. The not even level rise. I'm talking about like, hey, yeah. I have your no. phone number. You have my phone number. When the shit gets yeah. real. Just no, that's me. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. like, local economies between you and your neighbors. Yeah. Like, who yeah. has clean water? How do we like ensure exactly. we have like a few months of clean water? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but I guess my call to action would be, you know, for disaster preparedness, buy a you at a grocery store when the power. Show. Wait, I'm gonna edit that out. Um, <laughs> I guess seriously though is like stop believing. We all want to feel busy, right? So to me, when I say I literally only recycle stuff that I know for a fact is recyclable, and I throw everything else in the trash and don't think about it, is because uh. the reason this stuff exists is to make you feel busy. You know, mm -hmm. I actively ignore it, not just for my own convenience, but because I don't need to feel busy like you see what i'm saying like yeah, yeah I, totally you know and that's everybody has their own feelings on that but that, that that's something serious when you look at these reports and think about these things don't let your mind wander into your individual choices and don't exactly just structure your life around yeah. yeah your individual choice because it it will make you feel busy and it will make you feel fulfilled which it does for millions of liberals all over mm -hmm. the country and the world or it may make you feel really really bad well, that's uh, too. And so I guess that's an important point also. Yeah. Like <laughs> it doesn't yeah. do anyone any good uh, for you individually to feel guilty. Guilt is not a really great motivator to action. Nope. You got to, we, we clearly need to motivate ourselves to action like in a collective way because the state is failing. The state is failing or, or intentionally it's not failing. It's succeeding. It's succeeding in terms of representing the interest of, of exactly. the economy as it is. Capitalism is succeeding and doing its thing. Uh, honestly, less blackpilling than some of our other episodes. Shocking me. Definitely, because this is a pretty surprising. based report. Yeah. This is a pretty <laughs> Thank you to the extremely based yeah. social anarchist communists <laughs> writers of this report. To me, it's like ACAP means kill the fucking lib in your head. It's the lib in your head who's fucking confused, who's obsessed about recycling. You know, about doing this little busy work where you could fucking take care of something when we all know it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But you feel better. A little bit of endorphin hit. The blue bin. It went in there. I did something. I feel better. I could move along and feel less alienated. And that's bullshit. That's simply not the case. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it. Got to find your source of non-alienation somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do something productive like drugs. We, we're big advocates mm -hmm. of that on this show. Kill do the drugs with your, your head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so that wraps up our cap episode. Long call to act. Yeah. The cap is cap. Lots of calls. <laughs> cap to the dome, baby. Cap to the dome, baby. Straight up. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. This is Jordan. This is Vic. This is Miles. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, wait why, why am, am I, I talking? talking?